welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs! My name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother Dusty. Dust, what is going on? I'm seeing you again in your lovely Christmas sweater or ugly sweater, I guess they're called. I love wearing it. And whenever I'm walking around anywhere or going to a restaurant or something, somebody would say, "Hey, are you going to a Christmas party afterwards?" I'm like, "No, I just like wearing sweaters, and I like this one. It has a big deer on it, it has antlers and everything, so I enjoy it." But yes, yeah, you're big with uh, sharing the Christmas spirit. Absolutely, and Me I too. don't. I I I'm not saying that I like drawing attention. I just like being fun and having fun, and so that's why I wear the Christmas. I've literally worn it like every day for the last yeah, you know, like two weeks or something like that. As soon as I bought, it, I'm like, I'm wearing it because I won't be able to wear it the day after Christmas. That's it's right, gone. Mm-hmm. Totally. You told me once that you have like three or four ugly Christmas sweaters, right? A four now. Like four. each year, I'll either repurpose one or if I find one that I like. Then I'll buy that one. Uh-huh. Repurpose one. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just wear it again? Wear it again, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I guess you could repurpose it for Halloween one year. You absolutely could. Yeah, it fits. fits. Yeah, I'm dressing up as I'm going to a Christmas party. Yep, yep. But so, has anybody ever called you Skywalker? I'm sure it's happened. I can't recall. No, I can't pinpoint that. For But, you know, you could imagine. Yes, it has. Because I remember growing up not even ever really calling you Skywalker, just because it never really... I don't know. We liked Star Wars growing up, but we weren't like diehard Star Wars, Star Wars like fans and everything. Was that you remember that correctly? Like, I don't remember being like huge into Star Wars. You and I weren't really huge into it. Mom was, and you and I liked it by extension. And they were good movies, you know, those that original trilogy and everything. But you and I had a friend growing up named Kenny. Kenny lived around the corner from us. That kid had Star Wars posters on the wall, Star Wars sheets, Star Wars bedspread, every single Star Wars toy there was. Um, the only Star Wars thing I ever owned, I think, was a, a, the Sarnak Pit, like a game where you were trying not to fall into the Sarnak Pit from uh, Return of the Jedi. That was the only thing Star Wars I've ever owned, I think. I was watching, literally last night, the show we talked about. It's on Netflix. It's uh, The Toys That Made Us. Oh, yes. And so I watched the He-Man one. We loved He-Man. That was like our first, that's the first toy I ever It probably remember. is, yeah. yeah it was, mm-hmm. was He-Man. But then seeing how they came up with the He-Man, how they used cartoons and stuff to help sell, all that sort of stuff. And then G.I. Joe, I watched that one. And we loved G.I. Joe Transformers as well. But I watched last night the Star Wars one because I knew we're going to be talking about today. I wanted to see what it was like. So um, what's interesting is they were making the movie and the movie is going to come out in the next couple months. And they said, we got to start making a toy line for this. And they made a toy line and they were making some good money. It was actually even something pretty neat. They didn't have the toys ready. They couldn't sell the little action figures, like the three and a half inch action figures. They couldn't actually sell it. They were getting ready to sell it. The movie comes out and they, they eventually, like two months later, they say, here's a cutout. Like here's basically a cardboard box with pictures of what they're going to look like. Buy it now, then mail it in. And then in six months, we will then send you the action figures. And they're like, wow, let's do that. And so apparently many, many people did. But you're absolutely right. We were into G.I. Joe, Transformers, and He-Man. And it was more like, I think in that order, like, no, sorry, it was He-Man first. Then it was G.I. Joe, then Transformers. Then we got Team Ninja Turtles and stuff. But yeah, I never owned any Star Wars, you know, things. 
Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, other than that one, and, and you're totally right. He-Man is where it started. And I think for me, yes, it did eventually end up being Transformers. And then we did get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little bit. I think I had more toys than you. Um, but I think from that point forward, after TMNT came out and that was big, I think we got out of the games and we were just Nintendo video game, maybe some baseball card and comic book stuff from that point. Yeah, and you can see right now, I mean, there are still some action figures and stuff like that, but um, a lot of kids nowadays, they don't care. You know, it's like, let's play on the video games. And it's easier just to pay 99 cents for an app as opposed to twenty nine ninety nine for a toy. Yeah. Totally. Um, have you ever been to any kind of Star Wars or toy museum where they had a ton of Star Wars stuff? No. I went to once, totally different, but like a museum, a McDonald's museum. Oh, sweet. And they had all these, all, every single type of little action figure or anything that had with McDonald's, like all their characters and stuff like that. That was rather neat. It was basically a guy's house, uh, entirely like 2,000 square feet, but just full of McDonald's stuff. But have you been to a Star Wars one like that? It wasn't. Uh, just Star Wars. It was the uh, National Transport and T- Transport and Toy Museum in Wanaka, New Zealand, and we went there. And by National Transport, they had every single type of car: amphibious car, regular cars, buses, uh, fire trucks, gigantic earth movers, like just crazy. Like in a gigantic. 10, 20 acre thing. You can walk around the fields and see the stuff. But inside the building, they had a toy museum, toys from the 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, all the way through. And a gigantic portion of it was dedicated to Star Wars. And it's amazing how many hundreds, probably thousands of things. I shouldn't say probably, definitely thousands, probably tens of thousands of things have been made for Star Wars. And they had it all crammed in their old stuff that you would never see anywhere else from the, four, uh, not 40s, from, you know, early, like when Star Wars first released, I guess, late 70s, you know, all the way through the 80s and stuff. And it was pretty fun. And watching that TV show, and again, I tell everybody, um, yeah, it's really fun to watch that Netflix special, the, the Toys That Made Toys Us. Toys That Made Us, yeah. It's really insightful because I like business too. And so that's really, really fun. But so you see the history, you kind of nostalgic and remember all that sort of stuff. But one thing that you know for certain that they do is it's it's not like that hey you know the the kids like this so let's go ahead and make it it's how do we make money from kids and so what the, in the Star Wars franchise they obviously made the characters and they were selling the action figures for the characters but then they said, let's just make other things that aren't in the movie and sell those because we can make money. Let's just keep doing that. Well, it was more like did. licensing, right? Like they weren't making it. They were allowing the sheet manufacturers to now make Star Wars sheets. Or did they actually go off and make it themselves? They act- So the company uh, wasn't Mattel, Kenner. Kenner was making all the dolls or the action figures and stuff. And so they were selling those really well. But they thought, let's just go ahead and make some new characters, some new um, transport vehicles for for them. And like we had this whole nother line for like this um, pumpkin guy in a different cartoon. We, let's just take the stickers off of that ah, one and slap on Star Wars repurposing dust. That, <laughs> but that's what they do. And they, it just sold. Just be, And I, you, you think, man, how do they make so many things? Well, it's because it's money. It's That's a right. way to make more money. Yeah. You money so spurs money. them to use their imagination. What else can we sell? And then, bam, we come up with this other stuff to market and sell to them. Yeah. 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 But so getting to this. Well, you know what's interesting right now? We just spent a few minutes talking about some really fun stuff. And I think maybe we did that to avoid talking about this movie. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So it, uh, here's my first initial take. It wasn't as horrifically horrible as the last one. But it still was pretty bad. The the CGI was rather good. I mean, really, really good. And honestly, when you get when you say that, it's like 
every movie nowadays, they're doing it so well that it looks fantastic. Um, I almost want to see movies that aren't CG, that are back to... For like, sure. Lord of the Rings, when they did perspective things and stuff like that, that was super... That's like, wow, that's hard work. CGI, yeah, you just get a computer. I'm not saying that's not hard. It's really, really hard. But I now appreciate movies that don't do CGI where they could. And so, anyways, um, the storyline was, for me choppy and and just kind of like slapped together and i we'll get into like the actors and like carrie fisher and stuff with her and they're using archive footage like they literally literally says archive footage so the last episode they just took all the deleted scenes and used those for her oh that's what they did that's what they did and so that's why it looked great because it literally was i thought they were doing cg like you and i after the movie we discussed it real quick and i thought they were just showing her for like three seconds at a time because i thought it was cg and they wanted to disguise the fact that it was cg uh, but maybe it's because they were using archive footage, so she can't really say the things that they want her to say, you know? So she's already said it. So you, you, yeah, you can't be stuck on her for 15 seconds in a little soliloquy or speech because she's not saying stuff that matter or that are pertinent to the story now. And they were just cutting out things or things that were cut out already from the previous one. Now they're just saying, oh, we have this. You know, these eight words that she used. How do we fit it in yeah, here in the story? Exactly, like, exactly. Oh, man, that's just sad. They should have... Uh, it's sad, obviously, Carrie Fisher passing and everything. But when she was floating out in space, the last episode, she should have been dead. For sure. And her coming back was nothing. No no reason for her to come back. Yeah. Anyway, so if that would have happened, it'd be like, oh, it well, just fit right well. They do have a reason for her to come back. And it's so that she can die and give her life force to turn Ben back to good. I mean, that that's their reason Did for keeping her Did she use that... Forced to turn bed back, or just to call his name, to just wake to, up, just to yes, just to wake him up to the fact that he is a sky or whatever. Who, no, I, no, I don't know. Only thing that I got was that she said Ben, and yes. and, and he just turns around, and then she, he gets stabbed by what's her name, um, uh, Ray. Uh, Ray. Ray stabs him, and I'm like, okay, that's it. That's 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 it. Well, you can't see it, but she's sending out force love to Ben. Is what she was doing, going through the you know the the, the galaxy and stuff. But. Here's the thing, like there were so many things as I was watching this movie and afterwards sitting with it for a while, there's so many things that they could have done better or just things I think would have improved the movie. Like you don't have to bring Palpatine. Why do we need Palpatine, right? Why does Ray need to be a Palpatine? Uh, uh, the other Snoke died. Now Kylo Ren just takes over. He's a new emperor. And now she just has to battle him. It's seven years later. He's created this gigantic fleet that they need to destroy. Screw the whole Palpatine. You don't need any of that. And you don't need Leia to stay alive to now be her master. If Leia would have just died in space, we see Rey with those old Jedi books. Those were her master now. You don't need Leia to be a master. So they could have skipped the Palpatine, skipped the Leia, let her die in the prior movie, and now it's Rey v kylo ren as the emperor i think that yeah and then it ends and then she takes out kylo ren and he's bad that's just how it is like why does he have to go back and forth like why didn't darth vader have a this trial inside of him and oh i love her and no because he's bad he's he's surrender the dark side so there's so many flaws as we go through the entire movie but the first one i guess it's the storyteller um, aspect of when it first opens up and it shows Kylo Ren literally like in the middle of fighting something and killing things. It's not that I don't like that. I just wish that they would start any type of 
thing or a, a scene or even the movie with a little preface like don't just jam me right in the middle of action i'm like what's going on it's i the audience is smarter than that and it's just like you're just trying to do it just to confuse us like what's this diamond or the triangle thing that he excuse me that he picks up it's like why do you okay now we figure it out 20 minutes later but it's just like it's it's not like a sixth sense type of plot where the entire movie leads you to think one thing and all of a sudden it changes that and you're like whoa yeah this is like oh you could have just told us from the beginning yeah so i guess yeah so but with that that goes in the storyline uh the storytelling and the editing it was just so choppy just so back and forth I agree with you there for sure. Um, and uh, it it felt, I don't know, man. It I don't want the half-assed isn't the right word. It felt like J.J. Abrams came in and wanted to do a lot of corrections because of the fan outrage and the outcry over the prior movie. So he tried to cram in all of this stuff that kind of addressed and corrected prior things. But it felt like he wasn't really paying this story the attention that it needed because I think. If he would have just given it more thought and maybe given it to a few people that he trusts who who know storytelling and can help him out, they really could have done this story so much better. And I think because it just feels half-assed isn't the right word, but they just did not put the time into it that they should have to really plan a story that would make the audience happy. I mean, you gotta you just gotta bite the bullet and hire the guys who wrote Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, and uh, all the Captain America movies. You hire them, you're going to get a killer episode nine. I completely agree. And I, I think you hit it nail on the head. This whole thing with Palpatine coming in, that's just horrible. That's just, he hasn't been around for however long, and he's gone now, but all of a sudden he's back, and he's the one that's pulling the strings. And Kylo Ren should, I, I mean, he's like on his way to kill Palpatine. As we didn't know he was, anyways, it was just so confusing and convoluted. And you're absolutely right. It's the storytelling that was so just off there wasn't there wasn't like any um uh there kind of was a first act a second act and a third act um but at the same time the way it was telling the story it was so choppy but you're absolutely right it should have just been kylo ren versus ray that should have been it and uh, kylo ren he's like i am fully over you come with me you be on the dark side with me because this is the right way and she has to go against it but so we got that out of our system being that it should like the whole end plot with Kylo Ren um, doing uh, should have been the way. Let's talk about the movie um, like through it as it as it was. Um, so going through it, we're seeing a bunch of things that it should. I hate when they and you brought this up in the last Star Wars where the very end they defeat the Star Destroyer or would not start the, 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 um, the big ship, you know, the big ship by turning one ship around and doing a light speed through it. That, like, destroys every, like, why didn't you just do that through the Death Star? Why didn't you just, like, get, like, eight of them and just autopilot, boom, and just shoot it in there? You would have, so that destroys any logic out of anything. Mm -hmm. And so when you have Ray, Ray, literally the very first time you see her, she's floating. She's floating. With rocks around her, so she's controlling herself and her environment. And her environment. And she doesn't do that the entire rest of the movie, especially when she needs to go to where the Death Star is. She could just float over all or fly over all that. It's it's just like oh my goodness, you you introduce things that you should be able to use in the movie, but you don't. It should be like you put it as a um uh, what's it, like a foreshadowing of what's going to happen. They put so many things in there that should have foreshadowed something, but they never used it. Yeah, I don't. I I think what they intended with that scene, I thought about it afterwards, was that that wasn't intended to be a foreshadowing of her powers and what she could do in the future. It was a callback to Luke doing that with Yoda. So a 
lot of this movie was nostalgia for the past. And I think that's what made it a little bit more palatable in the moment while we were watching some cool stuff that we saw in the past, you know. Um, but but overall, uh, they nostalgia is always great for movies, and that's how you get people happy. But like you said, um, it's, it's really tough when you introduce a power that could be used later, and they don't. And you made a really good point after we watched the movie. Kylo Ren's battle without a lightsaber versus those six dudes. Tell me what you told me after the movie or tell the audience what you told me after the movie. So after the movie, because we watched it together, we took like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes just to talk about things, which was rather fun. So next time we're going to try to record that beforehand just so we can play that because we had so many things like we're processing it like it's good, but it's bad. It's good. Oh, wait, it's bad. (laughs) So but yeah, that final battle scene um, of Kylo Ren with those six guys Number one, we don't know who the six guys are. They could just be stormtroopers and be crappy, and he could literally squ- squish their heads with the force. But then you think, he doesn't have a sword. Okay, how, how is he going to fight him? Like, I'm literally thinking, okay, he doesn't have a sword. He has all these powers. He could do this, this. Because I'm smart, just like all the other audiences. They're smart. Then you're thinking, how is he going to do this? But the guys start beating the crap out of him because he doesn't have a sword. But as soon as he gets a sword from Ray, oh, it's it's world. It's, he goes it, into overdrive, overdrive and kicks their butts. Like, yeah. How does that sword make him better when he ha- he could literally just use the force and squish everybody? Like he showed us in the beginning of the movie in the boardroom scene when he picked that guy up, squished his larynx and threw him against the ceiling. He could have done that with all six dudes at one time. He was holding onto a ship that Ray was, or trying to help, you know, uh, he, he was forced trying to propel a ship that Ray was pulling back. If he could do that for a ship, six dudes, no problem. It literally just a swipe of his yeah, hand. And just they're a gone. swipe. You're right. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. And then so, they go tumbling, you know? Yeah. Another foreshadowing thing or plot point or just something in the story that is like, and correct me if I'm wrong. If you saw it actually happen um, afterwards, like after the movie, but let me finish my thought because I'm kind of rambling, but you have, um, what's his name? Uh, the black guy. Um, Finn. Finn saying to uh, Ray, Ray, I, I never, I need to tell you this. And then they go in the sand or oh whatever it God, is. Yes. And then th- that's a plot point or like a story part where you have um, three times, right? Something, yeah, at least two or three times. Well, but you once he wanted to say to her, there you go. and then Poe said two times, what were you going to say? What, what were you going to say? say? What were you going to say? And then nothing. Yeah. You don't, and, oh, I'll tell you later. Or it's like leading up to something and then nothing. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? Maybe we screwed up by not staying through the credits and we should have seen it. And at the very end, he tells Ray what he was going to say. But let me ask you. I have my idea. What do you think he's going to tell her? I don't think it's going to be telling her that I love her. I love you, yeah. Do you think that's what it is? No, that was that. my initial thought. Yeah. But then, throughout the movie a few times, he has this sense that Ray's alive, Ray's in trouble, whatever it is. He's going to tell her that he senses the Force as well. I think that's what he's going to tell her. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that too, because he could sense things that happen. He's yeah. like, he knows. A few times, some- he's running and he turns and looks back at the camera, but above the camera. You know that whole <laughs> you know that whole thing they do in movies, looking back and above. And then, yeah, he senses she's alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like, I, I never got a chance to tell you this. But here's another thing. Couldn't, um, doesn't Ray have the ability to like just literally pick things up and not like with the force? They're sinking. She could just be like, okay, bling, and then oh, they, they literally fly, point. they scoot out of Monday that. morning quarterback, baby. <laughs> Get out of the quicksand. <laughs> so there are so many powers. And here, here's the hard part because you're making up powers as you go. 
um, to make sure that obviously they're incorporated in the movie. Well, logically, that's hard. But, you know, nobody actually has that power in life. And so it's like uh, we can overlook it easily. But us, you know, audience members, we're smart. We're like, how can they? You were trying. We love this movie so much. Or this. Uh, we love Star Wars. Universe. So, yeah. Universe. We know everything about it. We know this. they could do this. They could have done that. They could have done that. But yeah, you're literally sinking. Okay, zoop, pick you up, pick you up, pick it. We're good. Yeah. And but they don't. Mm-hmm. So all it's just there were so many flaws in it. But I think I want to get to your thought that JJ Abrams had you're giving him such the benefit of the doubt. He should have done so much better than he did. Yeah, he could have. So I like all that doubt is removed and he did horribly. Mm-hmm. He should have done so many different things, unless he's literally controlled, which I don't know. I just know his name's on it as the director and the writer. And it sucked. Yeah. So, oh, oh man. Yep. I agree with you. I had I had high hopes that he was going to come in and save the day and make it a great movie. And he did fix some of the things. Like, some of the stuff I really liked. At one point, he has Luke say, you know, a Jedi's weapon must be respected. And that was like yes. giving a thumbing his nose at Ryan Johnson in the prior movie. That's what it felt like. And then he gave a little bit of explanation on how Leia was able to survive in space because she had Jedi training. And it, it brought me back. It, I, I remembered back in Return of the Jedi, Luke said to Leia, you know, the third movie in the original trilogy, um, he said to her, um, this force is strong in my family. I have it. My father has it. And my sister has it. And so that was her, right? But that was never addressed in any future movie. And now it's finally addressed in this movie. So, but I would have, I don't know, just something, it felt weird all of a sudden in space, she gets to survive and we never saw her do Jedi training. It felt like they totally skipped a step there. And showing that she had training at some point, you know, and that comes with storytelling. You need to tell a story because if you and, and again, I will say this again, as always, I'm not creative and I'm not a storyteller. It's just not uh, it's not in me to do that. But I can see it like this just doesn't respond well in my brain or it doesn't piece together as you're telling a story. There's so many gaps and the audience is smart. They're going to see those gaps, especially people that love Star Wars. Yes. You know, it's people that just like diehard love Star Wars and they even put up with Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. You know, they put up with all <laughs> that stuff. But then you come to these and you're like, oh man, they're just doing it yeah. so horrible. I, I haven't actually looked to see what the ratings okay, are. Okay, wait, before before you look, I'll tell you, well, you can look right now, whatever, but it's 86% for the audience. Now, let me ask you, why do you think it is so high when you and I thought so poorly of this movie? Oh, uh. I don't know. Well, I think you you hit um, something that was I want to restate is the nostalgia factor. And J.J. Abrams, like, let's hearken back to other things. The only thing that they didn't do was like bring a Boba Fett or something like that back in. But um, it was like there were so many things that were like trying to call back to the first, three, very very first, you know, um, back in the seventies movies, um, trying to hearken back to that to make us feel good about it. That's the only yeah. thing I could think of. I gotcha. Yep. Yep. Well. I'm thinking it's because the prior movie was so terrible and this movie was decent. It was like you can accept a lot of the stuff. And if you thought the prior movie was such crap and you like how J.J. Abrams thumbed his nose, like I said, at the prior movie and Ryan Johnson, you're going to give this one a little bit more. Uh, you're going to like it a little, a little more leeway is what I'm looking yes. for. Well, cause so you, I think that's why it has an 86%. And when you go into a movie with no expectations or horrible that's expectations, right. you're it's right. better. Mm-hmm. I went in like, dude, this is going to be crap. And then you watch, you're like, okay, it wasn't horrible, horrible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The last one was horrible, horrible. Yeah. This one's just bad. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I want to, I want to go back to something that you said. And well, you and I both said that Palpatine shouldn't have been in it. And Kylo Ren should have been the bad guy. Never turning good. 
But one of the things I liked with with what they did here and kept him on like the verge of being bad and being good, you know what I mean, was the whole interactions. What I heard, space Skype or force Skype between him and Ray. Those scenes were pretty cool with them communicating back and forth. Her trying to convince him to be good. He's actually a good guy. He could be good. Him saying, "Come with me and we'll rule the universe." You know, I really like that aspect, and I liked it in two times or one time especially was when she was up on his ship in his room with the Darth Vader helmet and they were fighting some things from the ground fell into her space and then the dark 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 Darth Vader helmet fell and he saw it and knew where she was that was pretty cool and that led to that final moment when she put the lightsaber behind her back and he grabbed it even though it wasn't necessary he should be able to use the force that was super sweet how she helped him defeat those six guys i loved it and it's almost like their powers are so much stronger than the first like with with Luke uh-huh. you know cuz it, it stronger is one thing but also they're kind of making up new powers now because they're they can literally fight metaphorically or not metaphorically but like metaphysically mm-hmm. you know they're in their brains and they're actually fighting where they can actually hurt each other take things from one another we don't see them in the first three movies which is totally fine yeah it's it's really cool but yeah you're right when they when he pulls that out, i was like oh that's didn't, that's pretty cool yeah didn't just to get to, back to what you just now said didn't palpatine say something like the two of you are a special item and i, I can suck out your life force and be the two because um the two did he call them a diadem oh did he something like oh, that i don't remember i don't i can't remember what he called them but he said they were something like the two of them together are so special he can suck their life and now bring himself back so how in the world are, what's the logic i understand that a jedi disappears but what is the logic <laughs> I know like how does it logically it. play out when does a jedi actually disappear is it when they just are when the story sh- deems it necessary exactly. is when like, it happens. We look and it's so in the first one when we see Obi-Wan die, we're like, what just happened? Wait, what? He's gone? Like he didn't get hit and he's disappeared. Like that's just weird. And then we see Yoda after he, you know, he's eventually he fades away and all that sort Wait, of stuff. Wait, did Yoda fade away in the yes. original? I can't okay. No, I it wasn't remember. the original. It was it was another I No, in Return of the Jedi, the third one. The the original trilogy, I'm saying. Yeah, they he faded away. And you okay. see him eventually floating with um, in the end, yes. when they're <laughs> during the Ewok dance, yes, yeah, in music, like, yes. yes, we see him up there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it, there's no logical time for a Jedi to disappear because Leia, or not Leia, right? Leia, sorry, yeah, Le- Leia does oh. disappear after she literally dies. Like she calls Ben, and Ben wakes up and turns around and gets stabbed, and then she disappears because if she was, it was her time. Ray dies and is dead for a while, and um, uh, uh, Kylo Ren's holding her and literally holding her, kissing her. And holding her. Okay, now I'm going to give her my life. Why didn't she just disappear then? Like, what's what's the deal? It's because she wants to then disappear. And yet Kylo Ren, when he gives up his life force, he eventually disappears. It, it's not... It, I don't like it because it doesn't follow a logical path. It's... I don't mind that it's not logical that they disappear. But if you do it logically every time, make it consistent, it's just... That makes the story better. I bet you their explanation is that the force is... God and it's all knowing, all powerful. It knows what Ray, uh, what Kylo Ren is about to do, and then now that's his time to disappear. That's but, yeah. that's that's like that is such a crappy. Yes, um, if they did say that, that's a crappy way to say I suck at writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Deadpool saying lazy writing, lazy writing. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Exactly, it's lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, you know what? Okay, this isn't lazy writing. This is like the biggest missed opportunity at the very end of the movie. Ray goes back to Auntie and Uncle. 
Barbara and Ben, whatever their names were, their their uh, oxygen uh, moisture farm, right? Goes back there. The old lady says, "Who are you?" And she goes, "I'm a Skywalker." Whatever she said, Ray Skywalker. And then you see in the distance a ghostly phantasm of Luke and Leia. But the third Skywalker, Ben, isn't with them. He disappeared like they did. He should have been there just like Obi-Wan, just like Yoda, just like Luke and Leia, right? He should have been there giving her the Skywalker name, wishing her well. It's just a total missed opportunity. You just they they went through all this work on three movies. He's he's bad, now he's good. And then poof, he's he's just gone from the story. Or even um any anybody else that's disappeared. It's just them two. Mm-hmm. Like eh. I don't, it, it, yeah, it doesn't follow any consistent pattern. Yeah. You know, it doesn't lead one thing to the other. It's just, oh, we just want to do it this way. Yeah. So what do you think about, and you mentioned this when we were talking outside the theater, we have a Star Destroyer, the big planet, you know, the first three movies gets blown up and then it gets into the ocean of that one planet. But now- You mean have, the Death Star? You said Death Star, Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Death Star. But now we have- it looked like at least a thousand different yes. ships that had the same all with a planet killer on them. Now, what are your thoughts about that? Have you thought more about that? Uh, no, other than the fact that I don't like it. Well, when we talked about it after the movie, you mentioned that, yes, with the progression of technology, cell phones go from big to smaller, like everything changes and becomes more com- com- compact and smaller. So yeah, eventually they could make that technology, but I don't see any reason to do that. Just don't leave that a capability. Those ships are worth destroying just for their total destructive ruling the universe power. If you're trying to escape on warp drive, or light speed, they, they're able to chase you. You know what I mean? There's enough power and enough menace behind them that they don't need to now blow up planets just like the Death Star. I, I Yeah, I'm right there with you. A question I have, because you have so like a thousand of those, who do you have to actually run those <laughs> things? Like, how, how, how do you get so many people to be in each ship and be as diabolically stupid as you, as, as like the Palpatines and everybody else? As willing like, to pull the trigger and kill innocents and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yes. And be on that side. Like, how do you get that many people yeah. to be that bad? And one thing you mentioned was, you know, they get them as kids and they brainwash them. They put them in government school them, yeah. and they doctor them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's only so many you can grab. Like, yeah. that's... That was that was unrealistic to me. Yes, it was one hundred percent. But I did like the fact that they brought in can't remember her name, but the black chick that was a stormtrooper. You know, I, I really like the fact that they showed at least that side of the kids who were conscripted early, grew up. They said, "Screw this! This isn't what we want to do," and they bailed. I, I I like that they brought that in. You know that I am okay. Go along with that. Uh, I guess I I completely agree with that. I mean, the other thought that you were ta- as you were talking, I was thinking about nothing. My next thing to say, but I completely I love that. I thought that was really really cool. Um, but that brought me to think of, you know, and everybody listening to this knows I'm definitely not a social justice warrior. I'm absolutely like I'm almost against that. I'm like just let people be. Like, anyways, I liked that they had one of the bad commanders, like the general of the bad ship, be a woman. Mm. That's that's I was like. Wow, they actually have a bad person be a woman? That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Their first episode, or sorry, the one before this, it was literally every single man in that movie was either stupid, incompetent, or evil and bad. But every woman was was good. And yeah. I, I was like, oh, wow, they actually did that? That's just crazy. I know, I know. Crazy. You know, um, it would have been so much better at the very end if those two women kissing would have been young and hot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a missed opportunity. But that's the thing is they're not – like. It, it just oh well. They only <laughs> they only did that to show how woke they are. 
as the as film producers and director because they didn't show anybody else kissing. Nobody, no else. husband and wife, no boyfriend girlfriend kissing, no man and man, just a woman and woman kissing. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And hey, look like, how woke we are! I was like it's- two fifty year old chicks <laughs> kissing. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's like, it's not even necessary. Like, in, literally any of the kissing. It's, it's like, necessary. I didn't you're need right. to see, like, it wasn't a marriage. It was, it was just like, you're you're glad you're not dead. Yes. Like, it's like the world is saved or the universe is saved. And it was just like, oh, man, like, it, I, I can, yeah. It, but, it, okay, we're like, okay, it's just a small, like, literally like two seconds, three seconds. But you're right. It's like, let me just make sure they're not mad at me. I'm like, ugh, why do you, should I be mad that you didn't have anything else in there? Like, Pick something like two goats kissing. Like you can just be mad at anything. Yeah. So just do the way. Anyways, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> that's, that's funny. You know what's weird to me? Um, there was a character in the movie named Zori. She was the one in the mask that Poe had like a romantic thing, and she was angry at him. Yeah. Do you know who played her? I didn't, but now I know. Because yeah. I just looked it up on IMDb. Yeah, exactly. So in the credits, as we were before we left the theater, I saw the words Carrie Russell or the name Carrie Russell. I know who Carrie Russell is from her te- television shows and stuff. I was like, who's Carrie Russell? Is she the voice of a robot? Was that little robot with the microphone speaker Carrie Russell or something? And then that was her. Like, you have such a good actress and you put her in a mask the whole time and you can't even tell who she is. That That felt wrong to me. They did not learn from Barf and um, uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, who's the main guy? Uh, uh, the guy that wrote Bill it. Pullman? No, no, the guy that wrote it. Oh, yeah. The funny... Um, Mel Blank. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Blank. So Mel Brooks said, if I'm going to be paying John Candy X millions of dollars, I'm not going to cover him up. Yes. I can just get anybody else to do it and cover him up. I'm going to have his face show. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... They should have learned from Barf. They should have. <laughs> 100%. Literally, like, I don't mind having the having the helmet on. Obviously, that's that's just... But, but take, take it, it off. off. Yes. Take when it she off. goes down to that basement with that little midget dude, that little whatever he was troll thing, that's when Carrie Russell takes her helmet off. And so now we get to see her with her beautiful golden curly locks, you know? The only time that it's done poorly is when they... I'll give give an example. In Thor Ragnarok, you have... Um, uh, Idris Elbus, or is that his name? Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. Uh-huh. So he's running around in the woods. You don't know he's there, but he the people are trying to run away from what's her name. And and he's wearing the hood for like literally a half a second. And he takes it off. And then he never wears a hood again. Yeah. It's just like that was just corny. So if they would have done that where she's only wearing the helmet for like two seconds and then she takes it off and never wears it again, that would be bad. But this case... She wore. We didn't know who she was, but you're right. After all this other things come up, and then she takes it off inside there because it's her. But then she takes puts it back on to go. When back they out. go up on the streets, it's, yep. It's just being logical yes. and what normal people would do. Mm-hmm, but you're sure. right. It's like you should have learned a lesson. You're paying all this money for her, and she's yeah. got a name. Yeah. And they could have gotten some good humor out of that, right? Because there's obviously some kind of sexual tension between Poe and her. She takes off her helmet. You see beautiful Carrie Russell. And then they talk and stuff. She puts it back on and leaves. And then Finn nudges him and goes, hey, hey, whoa, buddy. How'd you let that one off the hook? You know what I mean? They miss. So this movie, they they tried to force, not force, but they tried to put some humor in here and there. And it was okay, but it wasn't as funny as, as most action movies nowadays. Now, this is Star Wars. So Star Wars generally has never had a lot of humor in it. It's more like sci-fi adventure. But that would have been a really good funny moment. I agree. And in the movie, you get rarely... I mean, it's just Poe 
says some sarcastic, funny, yes. good things. They're like he's basically Han Solo in this yes. in this three movies. Yes, I like I, I like Poe. I like mm-hmm. Poe's character. I like how he played him. Um, uh, what's Oscar, Oscar Isaac? Isaac. Um, and then C three PO is the only other one that has some yeah. comedic things. Mm-hmm. But um, they could have done so much more throughout the whole movie. So I got to switch to the fighting between Ray and Kylo Ren. Every time they fought, I just felt eh, blah. Mm. I didn't care. Mm. What do you like? Especially even like in the last fighting, I was just like, eh. You know what ticks me off? Sword play that doesn't make logical sense. Two times he and her, I don't know if it was the same battle or separate battles, I can't remember, but they grabbed the sword backwards. So, it's, you know, when you, if you hold a sword out, the tip normally sticks straight up and you're ready to battle and stuff. They held it backwards so it was, like, behind them and then fighting, like, overhand weird kind of stuff. It it makes no sense. And and that kind of stuff pissed me off right there. I agree. And what, the only time they use the force against each other is to stop the sword coming at them. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Or lightsaber. Come on. Like, yeah. You have the force. You know what I would do literally if I could do that? I would train all day long in whatever environment I'm in. I would be fighting, like, you know, sword fighting with a dummy or a tree or something. And my entire training for eight hours would be flinging little rocks from the ground uh, below me into the person's eyes. I I would paint a face on the tree. And I'm I'm acting like I'm hitting with my sword, but I'm controlling rocks and stuff from the ground going into his face all the time. There's no way you can fight if rocks are constantly rocks and dirt are constantly hitting you in the face. That's brilliant. You're going to beat everybody. Love that. Or like they were fighting the ocean. Literally, have water just keep squirting. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know how terrible it is when you go swimming with your kids kids. and they just keep (laughs) splashing. They just keep splashing you in the face. Yeah, that's what you got to do to Kylo Ren when you're battling exactly. on the Death Star planet. So when you were said that, which before you said all that, my first thought was, I would literally look at his lightsaber and just squish it. Oh, there you go, squish the handle. It. Oh, yeah, because we know Kylo Ren can't fight without the sight. Like he's literally incapacitated. He's yeah. horrible. <laughs> Even a stormtrooper can beat Kylo Ren with that sword. So I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, and the. Uh, one thing that you and I discussed, and we both hated this aspect of the movie, was in the end, you kind of already mentioned it, how she kissed him, brought him back, uh, he brought her back to life, all that kind of stuff, right? I would have liked it so much better if everything in the movie played out just the way it was. But at the very end, when the Emperor is shooting her with, with laser fingers, and instead of her whipping out a second lightsaber, Kylo Ren jumps in the way, takes the brunt of the blast, giving her two seconds to get in there and cut his head off. Now he's dying. She kisses him, says goodbye. He disappears. And then, bam, that's the end of that. So everything in the movie plays out the same. That would have been a better ending to me than her dual fisting the lightsabers. And that's what beat uh, the emperor with his electric fingers? No, it, it, I didn't understand. I didn't like that at all. Sky, sky, sky. sky. <laughs> you, you just, you don't get it. No, I the, don't. The men are in, incompetent and stupid and horrible. It's the women. Yep. The women, like, they, they don't need any help from men at all. And so that's, you, you just got to get with it, dude. That's it's 2019, true. almost 2020. That's true. That's the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> I it know, is. huh? But like no, behind the times. But you're right. I mean. Kylo Ren is such a strong character. We we really we're almost rooting for him in a sense because of his confliction and everything. And even Darth Vader, man, that was a fantastic bad guy. Yes. Darth Vader's fantastic. He's one of the he writes up there. He's almost as good as Dark Helmet. Mm. I mean, almost as good. <laughs> almost. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, um, but you're right. It, it, it's so unsatisfying. What's is it dissatisfying? Is that the like like I feel like ugh. 
Man, yeah. they mm-hmm. just left so much that they could have done. If he would have done something to help her, as opposed to let me just help her come back to life. Like he's, yeah, it was. And here's another thing that gets me. Why in the world is Palpatine, kill me, kill me, kill me, and then you take over? Because if you do, then it, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's. He believes so much that she killing him will turn her evil? I don't know, but you don't know, Ray, buddy, if that's what you really think, you know? She's killed uh, before, so I, uh, right? I think she has. Well, she's, she's killed, killed bad guys who's des- who yes. have deserved it before. Why would now killing you turn her evil? And on top of that, she still kills him with the two lightsabers. Yes. And doesn't- but it's self-defense, Dustin. Oh, okay. It's self-defense. He, yeah. It wasn't cold-blooded. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> correct. I stand corrected. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Man, so many missed opportunities. You know, uh... The number one missed opportunity I saw. I well, I really love the fact that they would not leave a man behind and they went after Chewie. That was perfect. That was exactly what they should have done. I absolutely loved it. The overall mission to fit defeating the Emperor and the Empire is more important than saving one man. But the fact that they're basically family. You never leave a man behind. They're compatriots. I love that. But they go up into that Death Star or Death Ship, whatever it is, and it, it, it harkens back to the very first movie when they go there to save Leia, right? What they... Oh, man. I really wish they would have done this. They're going in there. They're going in the prison cells trying to find... Trying to find uh, Chewie. And then all of a sudden, you hear singing. You hear Ewok singing. And it's kind of like hearkening back to Spaceballs, you know? <laughs> when she was trapped in there. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows. knows. <laughs> yes. And so they go. And there's Chewie singing. Nobody knows the trouble <laughs> I've seen. And they save Chewie, right? And then... They're coming out, and then they get attacked by stormtroopers. Finn dives out of the way, but he goes down a chute. And he falls down a chute, right? And Poe goes, Finn, are you okay? And then and then Finn goes, I'm okay, I'll get out of here. Just keep going, I'll meet you. Two minutes later, he comes up out of a out of a hallway. He's covered in trash, soaking wet, and and he has a tentacle. He swings a tentacle and slams a stormtrooper in the head. That would have been the best callback to the trash suit from the very first movie. Trash shoot from the very first movie. Without actually replaying it. Yes. Like, like making, oh, okay, we've seen this before. But it's like, oh, dude, yes. Yeah, That's a great point. I love that idea. That would be so Like if you good. want nostalgia and they were trying to sell nostalgia to make audiences happy, that is what they missed out on. And I do agree. Getting on to the bad guy's ship is terrific and that, that does bring it back to number one and it just makes us to think about like oh wow look at it. they're doing they're going after chewy which i completely agree but i love that point i think that you're you hit the nail on the head absolutely <laughs> nice thank you very much cool so what grade do you give this movie okay originally when we got out of the theater i don't remember what i said but i was thinking d plus maybe c minus or a c it's just a d it's just a D. It was kind of like an average movie. It's a decent, it's a decent fun time at the theater, but it definitely doesn't get a B because I didn't tell you this at the time. There were three times where I was kind of nodding off and falling asleep at the movie. At one point, I got up to go pee. I didn't have to go pee, but I was falling asleep. And I didn't, I, you know, I didn't want to fall asleep in the movie. So because of that, and for all the other stuff that we've already said, it gets a D from me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't know you were falling asleep. I saw yeah. you go to the bathroom. I'm like, this would be a good time to go to the bathroom. That was There's yes. really, really nothing uh-huh. going on. Um, so I, because I had some enjoyable parts in it, it wasn't completely disgusting, horribly horrific <laughs> like the last one was. I give it a D minus. Ah, and it's not an F. It would mm. be an F minus, like the last one. 
was an F minus. So you weren't at any time tempted to walk out, right? No, I wasn't. That would be an F. Yes, that yeah. would absolutely mm-hmm. be an F. So am I? So usually, if it's an F or an F minus, when I'm like, I am ticked off. You could keep my money. I want my life back. Like, yeah. I don't want like all those brain powers. I am now dumber for having watched this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, Billy that's, Madison. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. when it's bad. But this one wasn't that bad. Not, I didn't even want my money back. I was like, okay, that was, I had enough fun through it. Yeah. That it's okay. So for me, it's a D minus because there's so many. Now, here's a question. If we knew nothing about Star Wars, if we, this was literally a standalone, and it's hard to do this because we know so much. Would it be? Would it actually do a good job on its own as a story? That's really tough, and I'd have to give it a little more thought. I'm thinking, well, no, because there's so much backstory you need to know to really understand this one. If if anybody has never seen an, uh, Star Wars before and they want to go see Episode Nine, no, save your time, save your life, do not do it because you're not going to understand. If anything, you've got to start with seven and then eight before nine, right? But uh, I, I I would probably give it, it would probably get a C in my book because it was enjoyable at parts. You do understand the motivations of the different characters. Really good CG. Like, I'll tell you, my favorite scene was actually the fight, uh, the ocean water Death Star planet fight. That looked so freaking sweet. And I love the fact that she stabbed him in the end after Leia saved, not saved him, but drew his attention, stabbed him, she healed him, and then that's what probably caused her, wow, you actually healed me and saved my life. That's what kind of led to him becoming a good guy. That's my favorite scene of the movie. Um, And the CG is great right there. So I think if I didn't know anything about Star Wars, I would like that scene. But for the rest of the movie, the story is just kind of iffy. It would get a C, not even a B. I think, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm thinking I'm I'm like a D plus. And the reason why is because all that back stuff that we already know really helps us to be like, man, it's just so many holes and stuff like that. But the story was still so choppy. Yes. And like the editing was just so, so jumpy. You couldn't really have a coherent thought. You have to know everything else beforehand in order to get there. So I'd still be at a D plus. So, you know, I got to say that I really did not have a favorite scene. It's because they were all, it was it was like a blah, not blah movie, because there were some enjoyable things, but there was nothing that really stood out. You're right, the CG was really, really good. That water, you know, I would have to say this. That water scene, water fight scene, even though I felt like, eh, I don't care that they're fighting, it looked really, really nice. It looked really, really good. But here's the thought. Okay, so on top of that, I got to go back to something we talked about before. But yeah, so I would say that would that was that was okay. But literally, anytime you have Ray take off, she's a grown woman. She's the best fighter That's you got. Right. She's got the force. She keeps Let her go. Them. I got to go after her. Why? Yeah. Whatever you do, you don't do anything that helps. And in fact, you might do things that hurt harm. Just let her go, dude. She's she's a grown woman. For sure. She's going to do her on her own. For sure. All righty. So uh, real quick, my Monday morning quarterback was... So 3PO said that he can't speak aloud the translation. His program doesn't allow it. Well, pull up a map of the solar system and point, dummy. That's all you got to do. Don't say a word. Mm, 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 mm. And all you're doing is pointing to the screen. Simple. (laughs) Nice and simple. So, and here's another thought. There are so many things inside this movie that even nowadays, our things today could help them. I'll give you an example. Did you know that they don't have Wi-Fi in the future? They literally have to pull their ship up right to somebody, get a cable from them to plug in to get the message. It's like, 
Uh, oh, they don't have Bluetooth. Is you don't have Wi-Fi. Why can't you just send it to me? Like, what's yeah, the deal? And it's like, I'm literally thinking, why do you need a cable? Mm-hmm. You know, and so things like that. And here's another thought. Okay, the dagger has the writing on it. Take a picture of it. Literally take a picture of it. <laughs> Without <TV>. your cell phone. <laughs> exactly. Without your cell phone. Take a stinking picture. How Whoa. funny is that? You're absolutely right, man. So, yeah, my first lesson is um, have your phone, take pictures of things that's important. Yes. I, you're, you're 100%. That's true in life and in the movies, too, for sure. Uh, my first life lesson is you are not your ancestors. And Ray had this weird dilemma like, oh, my God, I'm a Palpatine. That means I'm evil at heart. No, you're not. That was your great-grandfather or whatever. He's the evil one. You grew up as you are. You are you. You don't have to be your grandparents. So screw that stuff. I completely agree. Everybody's each their own individual. Like, so we're staying with our dad right now, and he's he always tells me, you're brainwashed, and you're so closed-minded because I don't accept the things that he's trying to get me to accept. I'm like, but dad, I just don't see it that way. Oh, you're closed-minded. You're brainwashed. I'm like, all right, Dad. What? I know. Isn't <laughs> that funny? Someone's trying to convince you of something, and you just can't agree with it, and you're close-minded. Yeah, I know. Oh, I my like, gosh. All right, Dad. All right. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. And then I turn around on him. Like, I'll say, Dad, because I don't drink alcohol very much. Dad, you should stop drinking beer because your blood pressure goes up, or, you know, drinking alcohol. You should stop doing it. He likes beer a lot. You should stop drinking beer. So, nah, nah, I like drinking. Like, you're close-minded, Dad. You're, you're brainwashed. <laughs> exactly. You're close-minded. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I turn it around on him. So yeah. that's what I yeah. do. Yep, yep. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So um, so my first line was obviously take pictures of things that are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got to go back to and the uh, last one, um, Rise of the Jedi or Last Jedi or whatever, was horrific with this. It's communication. If you don't have communication or lack of communication leads to problems, leads to people doing things that they shouldn't be or they wouldn't if you just told them. Like literally when Ray leaves, they're on, they're in the desert. They find that new ship or that ship that's on that little plat- plateau thing. And she gets down and just says, it'll be okay. And just keeps walking. No, you got Kylo Ren coming. It's not going to be okay. Let's let's get it. And so, and then she's, and Chewie gets caught and so many bad things happen because she just doesn't tell anybody. Even if that's her message, it's going to be okay. Tell them, I'm going to go face Kylo Ren so that to give you the opportunity to escape. If I don't come back, go without me. Now, they might disagree and not want to leave, but at least communicate them. Kylo Ren is on his way. You guys got to get out of here. I've got to do what I can to stop him. Yes. Yeah, it's stupid. You're right, 100%. And that's ah, that's just one of those life lessons that we see in just about every single movie. Communication solves just about every problem. You know? <laughs> it, it sure does. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, my second lesson, it, I've only come up with two. It's never underestimate an android. <laughs> that that happened once or twice in the movie. It did right there. Yep. It did. Yep. When it, when it was first said, I was kind of like, okay, but it was Leia that said it. Leia said, "Oh, you know, because the um, whatever that oh, the little round ball guy, BB eight, BB eight. Yeah, he says, well, I'll I'll do it for you. Like I'll 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 do you know finish it for you." And that's when Leia said it. But it was rather interesting. Like apparently that was part of last episode. You know, anything that Leia says. It was part of the last episode. So they just kind of, hey, we only got limited stuff with Leia. Let's try to see how yeah, we fit in. Let's but see. Yeah, we can fit this horrible. one in, and then someone else can say it again later to make it have more impact, and, yeah. and it, it makes more sense. Yep. What did you think about, and pausing the lessons, what did you think about the little, the little guy, um, uh, Bofa, or what? whatever he was, the android fixer-upper guy? Android he was fixer-upper. Cool. He was cool. Yeah. I liked him. It just seems like they're trying to, uh, oh, and I mentioned this to you. So I haven't watched the Mandalorian thing. Is that is that what it is? Mandalorian? Yeah. Um, where they have like baby Yoda and stuff like that. They're 
trying, it seems like, and obviously because it just correlates, um, you have baby Groot. Baby Groot's so lovable. You know, when he was a plant, everybody loved it. When he was baby Groot, it was so lovable. And so now you have baby Yoda. It's something that you loved. Like it was, oh, this is a great character. Let's turn him into baby. Oh, it's so cute and adorable and cuddly now. So now you have this new character, obviously not a baby, but it's a tiny little thing that doesn't really talk well, but is supposedly better than anybody. He's the only one in the universe yeah. that can do this. Uh huh. No, everybody loves cute stuff, cute tiny things, cute cats on YouTube and all that jazz, tiny Groot, like you said. And it's Disney. So, of course, cute stuff reigns. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I do not have a third lesson. I probably, as we talked, we probably things have come up, but I didn't actually write down a third lesson. Mm, yeah, me either. Okay. Yep. So my Monday morning quarterback is, well, there's a couple other things, but I'll just jump right into this one. Kylo Ren literally should have shot from his plane when he was going after, what's her name? Instead of trying to ram her. Like, why are you even ramming her? Like, when she's running away and does a flip, it was cool. It was really neat to see flips and, you know, use a saber to, um, but it's like, that was so pointless. Why would Kylo Ren actually do that? If his goal is to help her to realize her true potential and who she is, that was stupid. Why is he trying to physically run her down with something going 300 miles per hour? Or and if you're going to do that to try to kill her, <laughs> literally shoot her. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, that, that, we haven't talked about that. just was coming to my brain. I was like, it just didn't make any sense. It doesn't. Why that A lot happened. of the stuff in this movie doesn't. Yeah, and he literally crashes and he doesn't have a scratch on him. Yep. Like, ugh. Yep. All right. Well, What's your I think, Monday morning quarterback? Uh, well, I already said it. The Monday morning quarterback was C-3PO pointing at a map of the Sith planet. That's right. Whatever. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's that's right. Yep. What about your prop? Oh, fudge. I totally forgot a prop. What's your prop? So my prop would have to be, and I think I probably picked it for the last one. If I did pick it for the last one, I'll pick it for something else. But it's it's Kylo Ren's sword, you know, oh, with, yeah. the, the, there you with go. the spikes on the side. Um, I thought it's a it's a cool looking sword. Yeah, yeah. I'll take his re re his his fixed mask with the red uh, whatever weld marks in it and stuff. That looked pretty cool. He I thought good. you were going to take Darth Vader's ugly dead no, face. No, that and ugly be, beat up dude. Theme. What? That's literally his head. That's not just his mask. That's his head. Talk about creepy. Yeah, it like. Is. Dude, you got that in your room? Uh, <laughs> I know. I think Ray would be like, uh, this is weird. I'm not dating him anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. But okay, so I watched some of the trailers, and you and I never watch trailers before we watch movies that we're gonna see. It's so much better because you don't you you don't get you get surprised because things are unveiling as the story tells you. But um in the trailers, it has Darth Vader's Yeah. Like, why in the world would you do that? Because it has nothing to do with the story. And oh, I just, I get irritated with trailers because they try to trick you and they think yes, you're stupid. They do. They do. They try to trick you to get in. So yeah, I did like Kylo Ren's welded hat um, uh, helmet because it looked cool. But why not? Dude, you got billions and trillions and quadrillions of dollars. Make a new one. Yeah. Why do you need to piece this one back together? Yeah, I don't know. Just for the look, I think. I think they like the yeah. look of it. But know. it was cool. But why did it stay red? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no special welding metal right yeah, there. I mean, so many things that just like, this is just... Oh. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to say that J.J. Abrams did a horrible job. Some things got better. Like, it wasn't as horrifically horrible as the last one. But man, I that's it. So anytime I'm going to go watch a movie just because J.J. Abrams is a part of it, it's gonna I'm going to remember this and not go. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Totally. I'm down with that idea. Cool beans. So uh, let's see here. Well, we, we've talked enough about this movie, that's for sure. So next week, Dust... Um, 
I want to choose a movie that's coming out in theaters. It's supposed to be really darn good about World War One. It's called 1917. What do you think about that? I I love all war movies, or I'd love to at least go see them. Um, I saw a, a couple like two second trailers of it, just a guy running. So yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. A guy's running. That's all we need that's for all we a need movie. Man. It's a war movie, <laughs> but they're sure. putting a lot of advertising behind it. That's for sure. So yep. they they think it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, I think so. I uh, from what I've heard, uh, people are really liking. Like you know, people who watch movies in advance critics and stuff like that you know let's do it cool beans so thank you everybody so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode regardless of how you felt about the rise of skywalker we want to hear your thoughts uh and of course if you enjoyed it please share it with a friend but go to watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod 80 and leave us a comment there Alrighty then my name is sky and i'm dusty and we will return next week with 1917